0: Hey y'all, it's Barb. It's Shay. We're here to talk about a murder that's gonna knock you off your feet.
1: So giddy up y'all, this is gonna be a wild one. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode. We hope you're all doing amazing. How are you doing, Barb? Uh,
0: I'm doing good, busier than ever, but can't complain how are you i'm good other than a few
1: hiccups here and there but we're all doing good um i, I want to remind everyone about the giveaway on facebook so make sure that you go on facebook and go to our um our post about the like comment and share uh, for our texas chicks to talk murder page i also want to mention that our voting poll is closed for the listener episode we are very excited to cover the winner Um, And also, don't forget merch as well. Barb and I will be thinking about bringing some different kinds of merch into into your options. So, well, are you ready for today's very upsetting case? I very much am. Okay. So, first, before we start, trigger warning. This is a murder of an infant. So, please, if you're not comfortable with listening to this, feel free to skip this episode and join us on Thursday for Barb's episode. Um, I want to say that I got my information from wikipedia.org, filmdaily.co, murderpedia.org, dallasnews.com, and mrt.com. Also, I do want to say that my fiance is the one who did the research for me this round. So um, I had to give him his credit for it. It helped me a lot. So, um, but, Today, I will be talking about a woman whose brutal actions caused the death of her young daughter. This case is very sad because it deals with the child. And today, I just want to tell you about the story about Dina Schlosser. Schlosser? It's really hard to say. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so let's talk about Dina, which was, is the mother, not the daughter. Um, I'll be talking about the daughter later. So Dina was born in 1969. And it's really weird because they don't have like they have a month in some places, but it's hard to say what month, but they don't have a date anywhere. Like they don't say she was born on this day in this month in 1969. So it's really odd. Um, But she was originally from New York, and then moved to Texas when she got married. At the age of eight, she was diagnosed with hydrocephalus, which is like a brain condition that causes pressure inside your skull and she literally had eight surgeries to implant shunts into her like into her brain and well her brain her heart and her abdomen before she was 13 so can you imagine having that many surgeries and before you're 13 like ugh. no, but, that's crazy which I want to bring this back later because I feel like this had a lot of reasons to why she is how she is. Um, I feel like something was messed up in one of the surgeries or the hydrocephalus caused some other damage. But um, she graduated from Marist College in New York with a degree in psychology. Um, during her college days, she met her husband, John. And Dina and her husband moved to Fort Worth, Texas in 2000. Um, and John was a software engineer or no, sorry, a software designer and Dina was a stay-at-home mom, which was his decision. Um, he didn't want her working, but she had two daughters. I think I don't know if we, I guess they had to have them together. So, but two daughters named Brianna and Kelsey. Uh, they started off living in a very nice house, like they were well off. They had plenty of money, but then her husband ended up losing his job, and then this caused like all of them to lose the house. So it kind of just like started off as a good note. And then it kind of just went down from there. Um, I want to kind of talk about the life leading up to the murder. Um, but before losing their house, Dean and her husband got into a church and one specific was a water of life church. Um, at some point they moved to an apartment close to the church, I guess. So they, they were like, went to church every Sunday. They're very faithful. Like they, they really enjoyed the church and Dina's family started to notice that Dina wasn't like, like she was like, not a normal church goer. Like she was into the church. Like she loved the church and she loved the pastor. Um, his name is Doyle Davison and he was very odd. Like he had some weird teachings, but, his teachings had a lot of impact on Dina to where like, you know, it's a lot of impact when your family starts to notice and they're just like, okay, what is happening? But he was believed that he was, or he believed that he was a prophet sent to Fort Worth to spread the word of God. And they were convinced that medicine was rich witchcraft and that prayer cures illness. So like no medication, no, nothing, nothing, only pray about it and God will answer your prayers. Um, and at one point, Dina's mother, who was a nurse, mind you, she ended up bringing, I guess Dina's daughter had, had a cold or something and she ended up bringing her some cough medicine. And Dina ended up throwing it away and was just like, Nope, we don't do this in our house. This is not okay. We only pray for it. So, I mean, Everybody I mean, has their own views.
0: What? But, like, that's so weird, though, because she literally grew up pretty much being in the hospital with all the surgeries and doctors, you know, performing on her and making sure that, you know, I guess that she stayed alive because with brain, se- you know, brain swelling, like that could ultimately end your life, you know, and cause you to be brain dead depending on how much it swells. So it's like for you to literally go through all of that growing up just to turn around and say like she doesn't believe in medicine anymore and like that pastor doing that that almost sounds like a cult to me and like brainwashing
1: yes and that's that's definitely like one of the things that I feel also points out is I feel like maybe she thought that one reason why she this was so like got her attention was Maybe she thought, Well, they could do all these surgeries and it still hasn't helped me. I still have these these things happening to me. Um, so medicine is not a good thing. But I feel like it was definitely a huge influence was the pastor Cause she was fine. She was, you know, quote, normal. Um but I think as soon as she saw this guy, it was like, Oh my gosh, this man is like speaking to me kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I you know, everybody has their own beliefs and that's totally fine. Um, if you're not hurting anybody, and you're not hurting yourself, then you do you and believe in whatever you want. Um, but I kind of want to go into Margaret, which is the daughter who she ended up killing. This is her third one. Um, in 2003, Dina became pregnant again. She gave birth to her third daughter in her home because she did not believe in medicine. So she was not going to the hospital. Um, and I guess I'm pretty sure she just did everything natural, but Dina ended up suffering from minor postpartum depression after giving birth to her first two daughters. And then after Margaret, it like amped up because I, I'm going to assume that she did give birth to the first two in the hospital. And I'm sure they may have prescribed her something then because she was still, she still believed in medicine then. But once she got pregnant with margaret and then she decided no more medicine that's when it worsened and then she she ended up avoiding any medical attention which did not help her situation um a day after giving birth to her daughter dina tried to kill herself by slicing her wrist and i do want to mention that postpartum depression is a serious thing and if you feel like you have it after giving birth please get help like no one judging you it's nothing's bad about it it just it just helps you out um but her husband didn't really think anything was going on um and he also didn't think like oh let's go to the hospital he was just like whatever this isn't necessary and he just kind of covered them up with band-aids like they really just did not go to the hospital whatsoever no no matter what um they end up just They just prayed to heal themselves, like heal the the scars on the wrist and just move on with their day. But just days after her suicide attempt, Dina ran out of her apartment claiming that characters on the TV were laughing at her. Um, The police found her, but she started screaming at them. And at that point, she was diagnosed with postpartum psychosis and was admitted into a psychiatric hospital. Then which they don't believe in a hospital. So her husband decided Dina would be more comfortable at home, which Dina did say that she did want to stay longer. So, I mean, he kind of like pulled her out on his own. Um, but CPS did not allow Dina unsupervised contact with her kids for two months. And they also kept an eye on her. Um, but at some point her prescribed medic medicine, like helped get her off of the CPS radar. So she, she took her medicine finally Um, got better, got her kids back. And then her beliefs kind of started kicking back in and she went off her meds because she said it was evil. And then things just kind of got worse from there. So um, she was doing good for a second there. And then something happened and I'm going to guess that she probably went back to church and that's where her beliefs kind of came back in. Um, But if I was her husband, I would be like, no, you're not going back there. Like we're going to a different church. There's Hundreds of churches everywhere.
0: Yeah. So. But like a thing with that is like whenever you are cult And you're like brainwashed from the leader. It's like sometimes like it almost seems like this is your God. And, and you have to obey what the leader is telling you. You know. So it's like. Yeah. For him to get away from the church. I feel like he would only do that if he wasn't involved himself. Like if he. If she was just going to the church by himself. And maybe he, like, didn't go to church at all. He'd be like, okay, something's going on here. Like, this isn't normal. But, like, he is somewhat sucked into it, too, you know?
1: Yeah, that's true. He's got the same, like, brainwashed kind of mindset Yeah, that's as well. crazy, man. Okay, so, trigger warning. We're going to go ahead and go into the crime. The church had a very bad impact on Dina's condition, which we've I've said multiple times, but she started acting weird and not talking to her family. She was obsessed with Davison's teaching. In her eyes, he was her God. You know, like he had her brainwashed to the max. I mean, maybe it wasn't he had her, maybe she just, I don't know. Um. Anyways, but one day Dina dressed Margaret in white and said she wanted the pastor to marry the baby, which is really weird. But her husband, John, was no help to Dina. He failed to tell the cops that his wife's condition was getting worse. Um, Dina told John she wanted to give her baby to God. And he once again ignored her. So he ignored her postpartum. He ignored her, like, the all the running out of the house and saying people are talking to her and yeah so he was ignoring her And I'm sure there was other things behind closed doors that people didn't know that he was probably ignoring as well but Dina was sure that she wanted to give the baby to God that morning after so the next day it was November 22nd 2004 Dina had gospel playing and throughout the house and at some point she went into the kitchen And grabbed the biggest knife she had, which was a nine-inch blade. And then she proceeded to cut off Margaret's arms. Which, mind you, Margaret is 10 months old. Um, So, yeah, that's why I wanted to say trigger warning. And the baby ended up dying because of the injuries, obviously. Um, But, yeah, it's so sad. Like, just all the signs ignored and it led to this. Um, But the Plano cops responded to calls like from concerned local daycare workers um, because the kids didn't come into daycare that day, um, which they usually do because I guess they both work now. I'm not sure. Um, But when they arrived at the scene, they found her calmly sitting, covered in blood, holding the knife, and singing a religious song. She later claimed that God told her to do it. So
0: what the heck? I mean, oh, my gosh. Like, I would be wondering if this girl was possessed. Like, what the heck? That is freaking crazy. I mean, that's sick. Like, And, like, it kind of gets me angry because, like, the kids didn't go into school and the daycare workers automatically are like, oh, let's call the cops. So, it's like, if she was in that bad of a, like, condition where just them not showing up to daycare for one day means call the cops or the cps or whoever like why does she have the children if it's that bad and like the daycare workers know about it like it literally irks my being
1: yes and it's like and what really makes me angry too is that the husband just sat there and let it happen like he didn't i mean i get he could have been brainwashed okay i got it but no like there's no excuse why he can just ignore her literally cutting her wrist And ignore her running out of the house and ignore her, like, telling them, I want my daughter, like, I want to give my daughter to God. Like, there are signs and you can't just sit there and ignore them when it comes to, especially your kids. Like, it's just, and then the way she did it was, was that really necessary? Like, there's no way that God told you to do it because you literally cut her arms off. Like, that doesn't make any sense.
0: No, like, I, you know, that bit, like. Right off the bat, I'm already questioning, like, if this was brand new and it just happened, if Dina was possessed by something, I mean, that just isn't normal. And, like, yeah, I'm upset about the husband, but it's like, come on, like, the state should have known better. They should have been looking into that. If the daycare, like, literally had to call the cops just from one day, they're not showing up to be dropped off at daycare. It's like what were y'all doing this whole whole entire time just like oh okay she'll be fine like no like they're obviously both sick like what is like the state i just don't understand cps i just don't understand it and i will never understand it because of how many times that the states will fail the children and this stuff happens
1: yep and it will happen over and over and over again just (laughs) because it's underfunded and they just don't Like, I can't say they, because a lot of people care, but it's just, it's a very confusing situation.
0: It is so sad, man.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it really is. Um, But yeah, so the aftermath, her psychiatrist testified that Dina told him that she had inter, inter, what? interpreted sorry I don't know what just happened to my (laughs) (laughs) brain, but uh, she had interpreted a news story where a boy was mauled like mauled by a lion as a sign of apocalypse okay what what I don't understand how that even makes any sense whatsoever that that's a sign of apocalypse but she told him that God commanded her to remove Margaret's arm and then her own. He determined that Dina suffered from postpartum psychosis. Which was already determined before this person even said anything. Um, which is why she's put in the psychiatric hospital. But she was found not guilty. By reason of his sanity. And was committed to the North Texas State Hospital. How angry does that make you?
0: <laughs> like, I don't under I mean, hopefully she is being confined for a very long time. Even not being, you know, found guilty. But, I mean, obviously, she's insane. At this point, I mean, it's pretty obvious that she is, uh, like, dealing with something mentally that, that just is not there and where she needs to be. But I am hoping that, like, she needs to be confined for years. I mean, not just go put her in there and then 30 days or 10 days her husband's like, oh, no, she's ready. She can come home, put her on medicine. She gets better and she goes home and then doesn't take him again like
1: yep well (laughs) she was committed to the north texas state hospital um and she was ordered to stay until she deemed not a threat to herself and others what that just means never let her out but it's so weird because her roommate was literally andrea yates which was the woman from yeah she was the woman from houston texas who drowned her five children in her bathtub and she claimed it was done to keep her kids safe from satan. So, isn't that so weird that those two were roommates? Like in the the hospital. Yes, in the psychiatric hospital.
0: Oh, why would you have them as roommates? Like what the
1: literally? F- they I guess they do they put them in sections like this person did this, so let's put them together because that's so smart.
0: Yeah. Uh, what? <laughs> that didn't even make any sense.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't know. But Dina's psychiatrist also noted that her husband should have done more and like more to protect the kids. And John, um, her husband, showed a lack of emotion during his wife's arrest. Well, if he's brainwashed too, of course he's not going to show emotion. Um, but during her, tri- her trial, Dina and her husband ties to the water of the life church drew a lot of attention. And she had been talking about an antipsychotic drug for years prior to Margaret's death. And Pastor Davidson thought that mental illness was demonic. And it led to Dina and her husband to not buy her medications and take her condition seriously. And David Davidson testified that all mental illness was demonic, which led to his television ministry to be canceled after the trial. Which that's it. Like, really, that's all he got was his his television show was cancelled. Like what kind of mess is that? Yeah. Like he's over here teaching all these things that mental illness is demonic and he's he's causing he's just ugh that's so annoying. Yeah, they
0: know. the the cops and like or FBI should have investigated into that. Like who knows what they're doing behind closed doors.
1: Exactly. Like this is definitely cult energy for sure. Um but after Dina's arrest, her children were taken by CPS and kept in foster care, finally. I mean, it's not good that they're in foster care, but anyway, away from them two, the mom and dad is better, you know, than getting your arms chopped off by your mother, which is freaking ridiculous. Makes you so angry. But her husband was evaluated and was diagnosed with narcissistic personality traits. Hmm, Who would have thought it? but he was required to complete a psychotherapy and parenting classes and he followed through and was able to get his two daughters back he got his children back
0: no like i get he didn't do anything physically to them but that's like, like a form of neglect in a way yes like did it did it say how long those that like process was i don't
1: think so but You know, if he just had to take a psychotherapy and parenting class, like, I can imagine it was maybe six months to a year. Mm -hmm. Like, and if he's diagnosed with narcissistic personality traits, clearly he can be, he can say he's one way and not really that way and can play it off really well. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So I I could not, I I get they want to keep the children with their parents, but it's not it's a, it's a, like I said, it's a hard situation. Um, but he ended up filing a divorce and John was prohibited. No, no, no. Sorry. Dina was prohibited from ever seeing or having contact with her daughters again, which is really good. I'm glad that that was a thing. I'm glad he finally did something, but, um, on November 6th, this is why I kind of was like, I kind of like moved on from your thing earlier when you were talking about her being released. Yeah, well, on November 6th, 2008, Dina was shortly released into outpatient care. And the order required her to see a psychiatrist once a week, take medication, and be on site psy- or physician approved birth control, right. which she should have just been like fixed, she should have just went into the. They should took her and tied her tubes. Done. Mm-hmm.
0: What?
1: What is birth control? Um, and then and not have any unsupervised contact with her children, which I thought she was never allowed to have contact with them in general again. But and then uh, on April or in April two thousand ten, he was reported or it was reported that she was once again committed into the the hospital because. Firefighters from Richardson, Texas, saw her walking down the street at 2 a.m. So I'm guessing she kind of like broke her her deal that she was supposed to be doing. And so they they put her back in. And her attorney, David Hines, said that he felt the judge made the correct decision, which I agree. But not letting her go is what I don't agree with. Um, But Dina was later released again to outpatient status. And she stayed out of the public eye until 2002. I mean, 2012. Can you like release twice from the psychiatric hospital? Actually, three times from the first one. Um, but she stayed out of the public eye until 2012. And then a news article happened. And the st- it was a station in Dallas. And they reported that she was working under a maiden name. And she was working at a Walmart in Terrell, Texas. And then within hours, Walmart fired her. They're like, nope, you're, you're out. That's it. Oh, my God. <laughs> so I'm guessing she's still out. Like, she's still released. And she has just the freedom, I guess. Whatever. I, don't, I can't. It's hard to wrap my mind around it. Because I just don't understand how someone can literally chop off a 10 months old arm's And be walking around, but yet you have people in prison for, like, petty things for 25 years. I'm just, I just, like, my mind cannot comprehend the process there. No,
0: me either, because literally she was only in there for, like, four or five years or something like that. So, Mm -hmm. like, and, like, for the murder of her infant child. And it's like, yeah, okay, maybe she was insane, but... If she's insane, she probably will always have the insanity characteristics in her mind, no matter how much the psychiatric ward would try to help. And believe it or not, I mean, that, like, whole thing doesn't even do the best help that they could potentially be getting. Like, I've, I've heard so many people that have gone and went in there, and it doesn't really help, like, people make it seem out to be, you know? And it's like... How could you expect her to be completely sane after killing her infant and it only being like four to five years later? Exactly. Like, I just,
1: I don't know. And, you know, there could be a, a bunch of things that went on that we don't really know about. But I just, I, I can't get past the the level of like, she actually like cut off the arms. Like she didn't just like get, drug her. She didn't do like, a, she did something so brutal. And, like, so physical that she had to actually work for it. And she sat there and did it. And you can imagine, like, the baby was screaming. Like, she sat there and let it happen. And she continued to do it. Mm -hmm. So, I I can't. I will never think it's okay that she should be released. I think she should forever be either in a psychiatric hospital or in prison. Um, But I do want to say, you know, this case is really big on, like, mental illness and we always preach that mental illness is very important. It's a very serious thing. It's nothing to joke about. And if you see or know someone that is struggling, please try to help them and try to get them to get help. Um, and, you know, medication is not the only help. But, um, you know, her husband literally sat by and watched his wife slowly destruct. Like he sat there and just he knew what was going to happen. Um, you know, not, he knew something was going to happen, not exactly what happened, but, and then the pastor just showing all these views and telling her all these things and just, you know, making things worse. It was, you know, his power and her husband's lack of help really is the main things that caused this. And, you know, you brought it up earlier, CPS, CPS is another issue. Um, And, you know, it's not like that in every CPS case, but it just it shouldn't happen at all. Um, It just another child was slipped through the cracks and this is what happens. But, yeah, that was a a heavy, heavy case. And I just want to see if you have any thoughts or comments or anything.
0: I think it's ridiculous. I think out of every case that that you have covered so far, this one literally gets underneath my skin because, you know, I have little ones of my own and um a 10 month old child literally has like no defense like nothing they cannot they are literally depending on the caregiver the mother the father their adopted parents the grandmother the grandpa like whoever's taking care of them they're literally depending on them to keep them alive and it's like if somebody is struggling so bad they're like you said there's literally. All kinds of people that could have helped prevent that happening. The husband, a family member who knew of them, the daycare workers, you know, her freaking neighbors. I mean, if you see your neighbor doing this weird stuff and they have kids and, you know, claiming and yelling all these things in the street or whatever she was doing, it's like, why are you not helping? Instead, you just let this happen. And now the poor baby, like who, who knows what she could have grew up to be. Because you, nobody gave her the exactly. chance. And it's like, that is nobody else's fault, but the people involved in that case, including the daycare workers, including the CPS workers, family members who knew about it, the freaking church goers, like, all of them. It literally just, ugh. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes. And, like, it all could have been prevented if they would have stopped doing the whole medicine is demonic, or mental illness is demonic. And I really think, you know, it's just there's so many things that you can say to to make this case different, and we tell the story because like we don't we don't like talking about it, but we tell it because we want to share you share with you the seriousness of mental illness, like help those around you that's all we we want to say um and always listen to the people around you, always pay attention to people. Yes. And look for
0: those signs listeners, look for them. And if you feel like your voice will not be heard by you speaking up, it will and it can be. It can prevent something like this from happening.
1: And whether you think it's helping or not, trust me it is. You know, it always just always try to listen to those around you. It's really important. Um, but yes. So, thank you all for listening and joining us today. If you have any questions, please email us at tcwtm2021 at gmail.com or join us on Twitter at Texas Chicks Who with the number one, Instagram at Texas Chicks Who Talk Murder with no spaces, and Facebook at Texas Chicks Who Talk Murder. And stay out of dark places and watch your back because you never know who's lurking.
0: Bye! Bye.